Hey guys, we're so glad you're tuning in. We hope this podcast brings some hope, life and good news to whatever is happening in your life right now. Remember that you can be a part of the conversation by emailing youth at stmarks.ie and telling us what topics you'd like discussed. Until then, we hope you enjoy. Well, hey guys, you're so welcome to episode three of the Good News Guide. We hope you're keeping well. We hope you're staying safe. And most importantly, we hope that this brings some good news to whatever's going on in your world right now. We know these are crazy times, but there's always good news for everyone everywhere. And we very simply believe that that good news is found in the name of Jesus. I'm really excited about today's episode, but I also want to remind you that you can connect with us. You can either email us at youth at stmarks.ie or reach out to us on our social media, St. Mark City Youth. You can find us on either Facebook or Instagram. I'm excited about today's topic though, because we're chatting about leaders and servants, servanthood and leadership. And I'm joined by not only a legend who I know in the leadership world, but a great personal friend of mine, someone who's had a great impact on my life, has had a great impact on our youth ministry as a whole, as he was one of our youth pastors in the past. And I'm joined by the one and only Pastor Daniel Malone. Dan, how are you? Josh, it's great to be on with you, my man. And uh, yeah, thanks for having me. Greetings to everybody who's listening. It's uh, it's great to be with you guys and uh, my St. Mark's family. I love you. And uh, yeah, it's amazing, man. How are you? I'm good. And obviously, you're not joining us from anywhere on this side of the world. You're joining us from sunny South Africa, Cape Town. How's things over there? How's lockdown over there? I heard things like it's more extreme and it's pretty crazy. So tell us what's up been like. uh, Yeah, look, it's been a it's been a journey. Um, We are definitely in sunny South Africa. But uh, yeah, it's been it's been a a unique few weeks, I suppose. While the the virus is obviously the, the big concern. There's also a lot of uh, need and, and hunger, uh, a lot of people who are, you know, obviously needing um, food and sustenance. And yeah, so it's been it's been full on, but uh, we've been we've been blessed to be able to be part of part of the the team here serving and reaching people. So, yeah, it's great, man. We're 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 enjoying it, learning a few things in lockdown about myself and uh, trying to get a few more disciplines in and yeah. you know keep it keep it keep it light keep it real and keep myself keep myself active <laughs> yeah i think we're all in the same boat around around that one but uh you're serving in hillsong south africa in the century city location so what's been a couple of changes you've noticed since you've gone into lockdown regarding how you guys are doing things or what's been one thing you've learned over the past couple of weeks about doing things from a distance but also connecting with people on the same level yeah, that's a great question. I think um, I think like you guys and uh, like the church, the Big C Church at large, I think we've had to adapt pretty quickly. And mm. I think we don't know what the future looks like. And uh, it's it's very uncertain, different things at different times. There's a lot of change, but I think we've had to be adaptable. And I think, you know, even this podcast is an amazing example of of adaptability mm. and the desire to continue to communicate the good news and um yeah i think i think as a leader and as 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 the church we need to now more than ever uh share that good news i, I was reading a quote this morning um at my local coffee shop we can go and take takeaways out 
And it says uh, it, it was on, on the wall, nothing travels faster than the speed of light with the possible exception of bad news, which obeys its wow. own special laws, uh, spread the good news. And I think, uh, I think now more than ever, we have an opportunity to, yeah, spread the good news to people who yeah. need hope. I think people are realizing for the first time in, in Ireland that, you know, the, the answer to their, to their salvation or the answer is outside of themselves. They don't have the answer within themselves to this virus. And I think it's created a lot of questions for people. I know I've been talking to a lot of friends who uh, for the first time are, are asking deeper questions about life that, yeah, if we never had this um, virus, if this, if this crazy time wasn't happening, we might not have the opportunity to share uh, such hope with people. So I yeah. think it's been adaptable, taking the opportunity and um, yeah, just bringing, bringing hope into the lives of people, which is absolutely amazing. Yeah, completely. And would you say, you know, in your own life, is there practical things that you've been doing to hold on to good news in a world that's filled with so much negativity and bad news? What's some practicalities and pragmatic things that you've been doing in your life to hold on to good news when every time you turn on your TV or scroll through Instagram, it seems like it's just negativity and bad news? How do you stay out of that cycle of being kind of reminded of negativity and stay rooted in the good news? Yeah, I think I think um, it's a great question, and I, I I think we we have rhythms and routines um, in our lives that have changed recently, and uh, I think personal discipline is so key. But I think on on a deeper level, what I'm looking at, what I'm listening to, what I'm uh, reading, it all affects my 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 mental health. It affects my mindset, mm. and um, yeah, I've I've kind of put down a few things. Debs and I, my amazing wife, who many of us know uh, that are listening we've put down a few things uh we've called it our lockdown legacy and uh, a few things that we're doing in the morning and getting up you know reading our word but also uh you know spending some time exercising uh you know who can we encourage who can we impact who can we help at this time and writing down some things that you know maybe in a in a normal period we wouldn't have the time to do but now we have the opportunity to you know bring hope to people and so yeah practical things i think exercising I've, I've we've had a bit of a lockdown legacy as we call it uh, a few books that we're reading and uh, a few questions that we're asking each other most days um which can sometimes start off a little bit awkward but it's been really good to learn who deborah is in this lockdown more and more and um yeah man just keeping our minds uh, active i think proverbs 4 says guard your hearts with with all diligence and your heart is your mind mm. your emotions and your will and so making sure that with diligence we're uh, protecting those areas of our lives our mind making sure we're thinking about the right right things romans 12 says hey you're transformed by the renewing of your mind so what am i thinking about and when mm. i'm thinking about good things wholesome things uh, you know, things like God is for me, God is with me, he has a plan for my life, declaring truth over my mind every day. Uh, that affects my emotions and my emotions affect my actions. And uh, yeah, man, I've, I've just been um, so aware that, you know, at this time we can get maybe lethargic or demotivated, but it's actually an opportunity to really grow yeah. in some personal areas of our lives. And yeah, especially to young people listening, I'd just be saying, hey, take some opportunity to, you know, turn off, turn off some of the social media devices and just get into the, the great book, as Pastor Sean would call it, and 
and uh, really, really just focus on what God wants to speak into you, even for a couple of minutes every day. And it'll it'll change your perspective and it'll, it'll allow you to, to see what God wants to do in and through you. Yeah, that's great. Lockdown legacy. I love that. And uh, obviously today's topic, we're talking about servants and leaders. We're talking about leadership. We're talking about servanthood. Yeah. And uh, these are important topics. And I think one thing that maybe some people might think right now, especially in the season we're in, is what's the point? Why would I even bother? All my influence is gone. I'm not in school. They've just cancelled the leaving cert. All of these things are crazy. How can I be influential right now? And how can I reach the people in my life right now from a distance? And uh, what would you say to someone right now, Dan, who is struggling to see past themselves during this season? Maybe struggling to even reach out to their friends in this season and maybe the behavior has become maybe a bit more selfish rather than selfless and uh, what would you say to those people yeah look i i think for all of us we we can um we can struggle sometimes to see beyond ourselves and i know for me many times that's that that can be a challenge and i i would just say around you know there's an opportunity and let me say let me say like this that history every time we look at a great sports team or we look at a moment um that stood out to us you think of um great people in history you think of nelson mandela who obviously we hear a lot about over here uh was shaped by a a demanding situation and there there's a real problem at the moment there's a problem uh it's the virus but it's also you know people's hearts and lives and and Mm. history is is shaped not by great people but by demanding situations where people in the midst of uncertainty in the midst of pain they've stood up you think about Stephen Gerrard when Liverpool were 3-0 down halfway through the Champions League final and he he came back scored the first goal lifted the crowd it was a demanding situation that produced a a heroic act and um, you think of David and Goliath you know it was the Israelites who were under pressure from the Philistines you think of Gideon in the Bible they were under uh, attack from the Midianites you think of Jesus and um, mm. these were demanding situations people were desperate and it just took somebody to say I'm going to take this problem that has been presented to the world that has presented to my classmates that's been presented to my students and I'm going to see it as an opportunity to to reach people and I think how you see things is so important and so if we're if we're looking at ourselves and the perspective is on ourselves then all I I do sometimes is is simply ask hey how can today how can I impact one or two people how can I be a blessing to the church lord it's your church uh you love her you you care for how can I build your church and and simply asking myself a question can can simply take my mind out of myself and and into others. So it might be, hey, how can I help a friend in school today? How can I encourage somebody uh, that God that maybe is in a problem that God wants to speak into? How can I bless my family, be it virtually or by a call or financially, whatever it may be? How can I uh, encourage the lives of others? Because yeah, demanding situations require heroic people who are willing to stand up and say, God, use me, you know? Yeah, yeah. And obviously, Dan, today's topic is servants and leaders. And one thing that yes. I want to say to honor you is that you've been an exceptional leader, not only in my life, but in even a lot of the lives of our listeners. And maybe sometimes when they hear the word leadership or leaders, that can seem like quite an 
offset thing a distant thing something that will happen when you're older maybe something that'll happen when you've gone into college but what happened to you Dan when you were younger when you thought of leadership when you were younger what has changed what comes into your head now when you think of servanthood and leadership what kind of thoughts come into your head memories things you've learned practically and what's your perception of it right now in the current season you're finding yourself in yeah well it's a great question josh and yeah i've had i've had the honor of being uh, a part of of so many amazing people's lives especially in in youth and in chapel and in church and mm. yeah it's 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 great i think as i am growing my perception of what leadership is is changing and um I, I think ultimately leadership is servanthood so you know the topic is leaders and servants and i love it because jesus obviously is the greatest example of a leader and the greatest example of a, of a servant and i think you know over over the years the closer i get to jesus the better my understanding of what a leader and a servant is and i think they're they're both the same i think the greatest example of of leadership is jesus but also the picture of him as a shepherd and uh you know he says my sheep know my voice and I, I, you know he also says i'm willing to lay down my life for the sheep and yeah. he he labors out of love and i think what i've learned over the last number of years is is that really if we want to lead people we're going to serve people and i think it's from the place of of a shepherd and hearing um, the needs and the problems, the situations and seeing hope in the midst of those situations, bringing hope to people's lives, but also our motives and laboring out of love and doing it out of the right heart. I think so often we, we, we maybe think of leadership as what we can get, um, but really if we're a servant and we're a shepherd, it's for what we can give. And um, yeah, I just, I just think over the years, as I get closer to Jesus, uh, and who he was and who he is currently in my life and how he led people. Uh, he laid down his life for the sheep. He valued relationship. He also wasn't afraid to make decisions to protect the sheep. I think, of, you know, Psalm 23, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. He, he created clarity for people. Yeah. He created direction, protection, leadership uh, for his disciples. He had no problem, um, you know, stating the, the, the cause of the, the church and uh you know bringing people to a higher level and challenging and encouraging people to grow into all that they could be i think leaders see the potential in people and they encourage them to be all that god has called them to be and uh yeah i, I think i think that's that's a, a long answer but it's definitely where i feel over the years i feel like i've grown as i've got closer to jesus i've seen what he as a leader and a servant was yeah and a couple of our guys have sent in questions over social media yeah. and we'll get into them in a couple of minutes but just for people who don't know you dan what's been your life around leadership how have you stepped into leadership personally throughout your life maybe let's say from the age of 16 up in a short spell maybe condensing it how how has leadership kind of been built into your life what's the kind of things you've been involved in and uh, how has that impacted your life your wife deborah's life and the people around you and their lives 
Yeah, I think um, ever, you know, since a young age, I just started saying, hey, I want to serve. Key words, serve wherever I can Mm. and uh, help wherever I can. I think I've had my ups and downs on the journey. There's been times where, you know, my walk with the Lord has been strong. And uh, there's been times where I've struggled and I haven't really been able to lead myself in my walk with God, never mind lead other people. And so it's, it's, it's obviously been such an amazing opportunity uh, to be part of the church. And that's where we uh, have grown, Debs and I. Um, we've been able to lead God's people, I believe, in the greatest call to, to become more like Jesus, to yeah. reach people, to bring hope. And I think um, from a young age, I think it started off as, a, as an interest or a desire that maybe I could help somebody, uh, maybe I could lead a team, or maybe I could just lead, lead a group of people. Uh, and I think uh, we saw some problems, you know, we saw some issues like I remember when we started off in in youth ministry, I was in college and I remember the local area. There were so many young lads who, you know, just didn't have any hope and they were kind of just struggling. And I remember uh, our youth leader, the legendary Des Curtis, uh, just saying, hey, we need to We need to do something for these guys. I still remember it um, like it was yesterday. And uh, I think a, a, a preacher from Scotland had been in and we just sat down and we were like, we're going to solve this problem and we're going to lead people to Jesus. And it was simple. We didn't really know what we were doing, but we just kind of started learning as we were going. And I think um, as we are committed to growth and as we're committed to learning and developing ourselves, I think for me, I grew in my leadership and I grew in my ability to help people and I grew in my ability to lead people. And I think, um, yeah, then obviously we had chapel, which was amazing. And that's probably one of the most significant seasons in our lives where we just uh, saw God, you know, do amazing things. And he still is doing amazing things. And it's been such a privilege to be part of that. And I think as we've been more open to God using us, we have seen uh, him increase our ability to lead people. And um, yeah, I think we're, we're always continually committed to growth. And I think from a young age, just saying, okay, well, I, I don't know what 10 steps ahead looks like, but I know what the next step looks like. I'm going to, you know, lead a couple of friends or I'm going to encourage some people to have a Bible study with me. I'm going to uh, solve some problems in uh, my school. I'm going to uh, ask my leaders, hey, how can I be part of what God is doing through uh, youth or through uh, our ministry or through our church? I want to, I want to help. I want to be part of it. And I think, um, yeah, that was me. And, and over time, as I was as I was focused on, you know, what God wanted me to do, I started to grow, started to evolve, started to become more like Jesus. And yeah, I think I think that's that's the way my journey has been. Yeah. And I think it's interesting. One thing you said there, Dan, was you, you obviously spoke about Pastor Des and even the decisions that you made when you were a youth leader here have had fruit maybe much later on than the small decision you made in the moment. But I noticed that sometimes the small decisions that we make today can have maybe an impact that we won't see in the moment, but that we will see in the future. And there will be fruit to the labor that we put in. But what also happens when that opportunity comes to have influences, opposition can come in too. And we don't want to be the type of people who are like, oh yeah, great news, good news. When there also is opposition in the world, things come against us, especially as young people, when we try to stand up for our faith in our schools in schools that seem every year to get further and further away from the things of God, it seems like things are coming yeah. against us. Are the things that you did practically yeah. to 
stay focused and to grit i always use that word to kind of grit through it to kind of grime your way through it and to push through that opposition in order to always see the opportunity that god's given you yeah it's a great question um i look i think that in in our lives um you you want to swim in deep water you don't want to swim in shallow water i i i've never you know jumped into the shallow end of a pool i've always jumped into the deep end of a pool i think every challenge um either causes us to shrink back or to stand up mm. and uh i was reading this a few weeks ago that good timber doesn't grow in easy environments uh, a good timber for a house a good tree it 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 blows it it grows strong when there's wind when there's things coming at it and it's the same for people good people don't grow in an easy environment if you want to get stronger uh in any year of your life then you you're well, your workouts need to be diff more difficult. Your uh, the amount you're running needs to be more difficult. Your level of schooling it gets difficult, more difficult every year. And you, you, if you want to become great at anything, be it a musical instrument or what you do, or you know, even um, maybe you're a sports person, what you need to do needs to become more challenging, and you have to have a high expectation to succeed. And I would just say that. If, if you can see every obstacle, every person in your school as an opportunity to, to bring hope, to bring life, that even though maybe that situation might not change, and you're talking about like little small things happen that, that years later you saw the fruit of, that every obstacle as it is now is an opportunity for God to do something great. Yeah. And, and continually reminding yourself. And so practically, like I wake up every morning and I've done this for years and I declare certain things over my life. Uh, I declare today that God is for me, that he's with me, that uh, I will see God do great things through me today. Because sometimes my my spirit, my my natural way of seeing things is just living in the natural and living in the normal. But I have to continually see things differently, see the opportunity around me. And I think we either see obstacles or we see opportunity. And I think every day declaring God's perspective over my life that I have nothing to lose. I've no one to impress. I've nothing to prove. God is for me. I can take risks. I can step out. I believe that I will be fruitful in the lives of people is aligning myself to see things God's way. And um, the more you see things God's way, the more you will have the confidence and the courage, yeah, to address hard things that are going on. To you know, um, look, I went to, to 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 secondary school. I know that there are so many challenges we face university, but but I know that everybody, everybody has needs, um, has a desire in them for something greater, and I I and we truly believe that that's Jesus. We have the greatest yeah. answer. And the more I remind myself of what he's done in my life, how he's brought me. I would also say this, Josh, like you, you build momentum in your life by small things, like small things going well. So like for me and Debs, it was like, hey, well, we, we, we got married. That was a big decision, but God was with us. And then we, we lived for two years in a, in a converted garage <laughs> in North Dublin, but we, we were able to save money for a house. And that gave us confidence to, to put like, to get a mortgage and, and God was with us then God provided it for us then. And then obviously we saw God do incredible things in St. Mark's and through our church family and God was with us then. And then we saw, you know, I still remember uh, the first time somebody raised their hand 
hand after I shared the, the gospel and uh, in a service. And it was like, okay, well, God used me then. And it starts to build confidence in you that God can use you. And the more you build that confidence, the more you believe God for great things. And then obviously we moved to, to, to South Africa and it's been a crazy journey. I never thought we would ever, uh, you know, leave, but, but God, as we started to grow, God started to speak to us about new areas of growth. And I don't think 10 years ago, if you'd asked me, would I ever be living in Africa? I would have laughed and said, no, I'd never have the courage to do that. What are you talking about? That's crazy. Mm. But that's where we are now because we had the courage to build up courage over time. And I can't go into a gym and lift up heavy weights. I just can't. But I know that I can lift small ones. And as they get bigger and bigger and as my muscles are able to adapt to the challenges that I face over time, the, the obstacle will become the way and uh, the challenges that I face will be actually opportunities for me to grow and become more uh, of who Jesus has called me to be. Yeah, I think that's amazing. And, you know, obviously there is that peace that we can carry within ourselves, knowing that even when those obstacles come, that God is still in control. Yeah. Even want to talk to those yeah, leaving so. certers right now who are feeling discouraged because their leaving cert got cancelled. There is so many opportunities and the obstacles that are facing you right now. And we want to remind you that there's still good news and there's still that level of influence that you can carry through this season. Even though you're from a distance, you can still be that voice of hope in the midst of a lot of turmoil and confusion and anxiety. You can be that voice of influence in the midst of all of the craziness. But yeah. one thing that I think is really important and I'm, I want to hear your thoughts on it, Dan, is that we can sometimes self-isolate even when we're not in quarantine. Even when life's normal, we can cut ourselves off yeah. from good voices. Why is it important to have good voices in your life as you grow into the man and woman God has called you to be? Or even if there's someone who's listening who's not a Christian and hasn't made that decision, why is it just important to have good mates? Yeah, amazing, amazing question, Josh. And um I think you know you 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 so the more the people that you surround yourself with uh, are the ones that are are going to you know build up what God has placed in you, or they're 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 maybe not going to recognize it at all, or they're just going to discourage it. And yeah, it's a great question. The voices in our lives, I I think um, you know God wants to form each of us, and He has a plan for each of us, and He has a purpose for each of us, and He has spoken promises about your life. Uh, one of one of the verses in, in scripture says for no matter how many promises God has made they are yes in Christ and through us the amen is spoken mm -hmm. and so we want to always align ourselves with the God angle uh, with the God perspective um, and so when we self-isolate or when we're looking at things that are you know not speaking or echoing that voice or or um yeah, they're not, they're not uh, amplifying that voice. Uh, our courage to believe God for great things can be diminished and we start to believe what the world says about us or what social media says about us or what people say about us, what friends say about us. And I think the only thing we need to really, really remind ourselves is that, is that the loudest voice is God's voice in our lives and everybody who amplifies that voice is a good thing in your life mm -hmm. and to run to it because he has plans and purposes for your life, he has uh, things that he wants to complete in your life. And I think no matter what age you are, you've got to have the right voices in your life. You've got to have the right shepherd. Uh, I think Jesus said it as well. My sheep, they know my voice. And to know the voice of Jesus and to know people who amplify that voice, that's, that's something that I think uh, we've got to be committed to.
Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, and one question that was sent in to us, Dan, that I think is a yep. great question is, why is it important for us to be self-aware when we're leading people? What's the importance of being self-aware wow. rather than being self-obsessed? Wow, brilliant question. And whoever sent it in, it's 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 so important to be self-aware. I would just start off by saying this. You know, there's there's qualities and um, gifts that we have. There's even a style of of leadership or a style of personality that each one of us have. And then there's qualities that we have. So qualities might be like, well, we're a great risk taker or we can, you know, we, we can crack a joke. We're able to welcome people into our lives with great qualities. But I think at a deeper level, there's there's character in our lives. And when we are self-aware, we're just aware of the character that God needs to form in us. Mm. Um, I think character is formed, qualities are developed. And so the only way we can form our character is really by going to God's word and and having a commitment to learn, grow and to develop. So uh, so self-awareness question would be very simply a question like, what's it like to be on the other side of me? Mm. Um, A self-awareness question could be like, what, what is it like when I'm around you. Now, why do we ask that question to to the people that are around us? Because if we don't know where we need to grow, we won't grow. And I think the more aware I am of my, you you know, I would put it to you like this, there's such an important quality, uh, the quality of humility. Now, oftentimes we can look at the quality of humility and be like, well, I just need to humble and lower myself. But humility is just very simply saying, you know what, I don't know everything and I can grow in certain areas and God has more for me. And so when when we're self-aware, we're asking questions like, well, what atmosphere do I bring into a room? How can I be a better leader? Mm. How can I I sometimes look at, at things I used to do and think I used to think I was awesome at that. And all of a sudden now I look and I'm like, oh my gosh, that was terrible because I became more self-aware and i think when we're self-aware we're always asking the question god how can i grow how can i become more like you how can i be aware of the areas of my life that i that i need wisdom in what voices do i need to bring into my life to encourage me to speak into my life to direct me to lead me Uh, and i I would say in my journey uh, self-awareness has been something that has grown over time the more questions i've asked of myself you know how do i how do i lead other people do people know that i love them do people around me, because if we want to be aware of ourselves in situations with leaders in team meetings, uh, with people in school, you know, sometimes I, I remember like we, I could share the gospel with somebody and it could be the most harshest thing, but I would think I was sharing it with such love and joy. Mm. And I always want to be attractive to people because I believe the gospel is good news. And uh, the Bible says, hey, the, the kindness of God leads us to repentance, or, uh, you know, or the forbearance of God. And I always want to be that in people's lives and i think yeah it's a great question self-awareness the the ability to know how we operate in the lives of others and to be committed to growing in it not just to reflect on it but say god i want to grow in every area of my life um so that you can form your character in me yeah that's great Dan. and one thing that we've been chatting about a lot recently as a youth ministry is how sometimes being told you're special can be dangerous towards your life and and how it can make you less self-aware but more self-obsessed it's actually from a podcast from the past year serving with phil dooley but one thing that has kind of stuck out to me is that in this world we tell everyone they're special and sometimes we tell everybody that they're influential but if everybody was a leader dan 
what would be the point of having leaders and who would be leading who? Do you think everyone's a leader? Do you think everyone is influential? Are there some people who aren't leaders and don't have any leadership capability or what's the story with that? What's your opinion on that? Great question. Um, I think the there's many different opinions and many different perspectives. Um, I do believe we're all leaders and I think um, leaders embrace responsibility. And so embracing responsibility is, is to the level that we embrace responsibility for our own lives, for our situation, for our family. We're all leading in some area of life, whether you like it or not. When you walk into your uh, university, you walk into your workplace, you walk into your classroom, you are leading somebody somewhere. And the more uh, you take responsibility for your actions, for leading yourself, that's, that's leadership. So leadership, you could just be leading yourself. And I think me getting up in the morning and reading my Bible is leadership. I'm leading yeah. myself to do something that I know produces growth. To the, more, to the extent that I am willing to grow myself, to the extent that I am willing to challenge myself, to take responsibility for my growth, for my family's growth, for my marriage's health, for my friends around me, for the people that God has entrusted me, that's, that's leadership. And I think we grow in responsibility. I remember uh, when I first started off as a leader, all I, all I was leading, which is amazing, was just uh, one or two guys in a group and just trying to get guys to you know listen for five minutes uh, and then we play games for 50 minutes. And that was kind of the, the funniness of it, but it started there. But I knew that I would grow in confidence. And as I, as I led those guys, I could lead more guys and I started to grow in confidence. And I think it's really important that I that I that I knew where I was at and that I would I would grow into the will of God rather than think that the will of God would just rock up into my life. Yeah. And I think we often think God's plan for our life is mapped out for us. And I actually think we grow into it. God knows the plans and purposes he has for us. You are special. You are chosen. God has a unique purpose for your life. And the more committed you are to growing into that, you will grow. But the reality of growth is we need to realize where we need to grow. And I often think, you know, you look at any soccer player, you look at any amazing singer, they didn't just one day rock up and say, I'm awesome recognize me they formed themselves there was hidden years there was anonymous seasons there was practice there was um reflection there was growing there was taking the time to you know um learn their trade ask questions uh, learn from people who were better than them uh, understanding that they had to develop you know, uh, their skills. I used to watch those above me. I used to watch those beside me. I, I, I used to like, and I still do, but I, I used to see how people would handle tough situations. And I knew I could learn from that because when I was coming up to a tough situation, I might feel insecure. And I think if we think we're special, we are special because that's our value that God has put in us. Mm. But God wants to develop us into that, uh, I suppose, that finished product. Uh, what am I doing to grow myself? How can I take what God has given me in seed form and allow it to flourish into the tree, the great um, fruit that he has in my life? And uh, yeah, 
actively say, God, I'm a leader. I'm leading in one small area. You're leading yourself all the time to do different things. Every time you pick up your phone, you're leading yourself. Every time you, 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 you say something to a friend, you're lead, something led you to do that. And uh, yeah, we can be driven by kind of our, our feelings or our emotions, or we can be driven, driven by our values and our purpose and our identity that God is with us, that I value God uh, speaking into my life and I do things God's way. So good, man. One thing I think uh, I was going to say there, and I was just thinking as I was preparing the question, yeah. was that I heard this quote, and then I remembered who's told me this quote, and it actually ended up, it was you who told me this quote, which is funny. And I remember the exact moment you told me, it was years ago. And anyone who comes to our youth group knows that after youth, if there's ever a night where we have popcorn, the biggest nightmare is getting that popcorn off the carpet before church on a Sunday. I'm sure you can remember it, Dan. It's an absolute nightmare. And I remember a long time ago, about four years ago, I was in youth. And I remember I was just flaking. Youth was over. I was flaking. I was hanging out with the lads. And I had been asked to hoover the floor. We've all been asked to hoover the floor. And I didn't hoover the floor. And you came over and you said, man, I asked you to hoover the floor. And you said one thing to me that stuck with me. And you said, the greatest leaders are the greatest servants. And it stuck with me. And servanthood is obviously humility and being humble and knowing that, you know what, if you're a leader, you're probably the least of the bunch. You should be the person who's in down the toilets. You should be the person who's getting down and dirty and getting into it. And that's obviously an important characteristic of a leader. But Dan, what would you say is one of the most important, or maybe there's two or three, some of the most important characteristics of a leader, of a young leader, as an older leader, as just a leader in general? What's some of the most important characteristics? Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm glad you hoovered the floor that night, Josh. I don't even know if I did, if I'm honest. I don't even know if I did. I'm going to be honest. I'll be transparent. Oh, stop. I'm sure there's a few quotes I wouldn't want to hear, but hey, I'm glad glad you remember one of the good ones. And um, yeah, I think think we, we always want to be committed to growth. And you've asked characteristics. I think humility and teachability as a young leader and even as an older leader, you know, that I can get better. I am getting better. God is for me. People around me have perspectives that need to be valued, that need to be heard. Uh, and I've got to make decisions and I've got to make courageous decisions. But I, I believe that um, when you have a commitment to growth and that you've, an, you've a commitment to say, hey, God has gifted me. God has given me great ability. God has given me great purpose. He's given me great potential but also saying that you know i've got to grow and i've got to learn because i know that when i develop skills when i handle tough situations i become someone of value and i become someone who's able to offer value into the uh, people into people's lives and i would just say like we're always looking ahead and i would always say that young leaders old leaders uh, middle-aged leaders wherever you are leading in your life because you're leading somewhere uh, don't become complacent, you know, and mm. and always look to what God has for the next season, what he's doing in this season. Uh, look further, uh, develop your strategic thinking, uh, look at what you've been given and say, how am I going to take this forward? I don't want to just survive or just make it kind of, you know, happen. I want to improve whatever God has entrusted to me. And I think, you know, Jesus tells the parable of the talents and you know, uh, some some came back and they were they had reproduced more than they had been given. 
And I would just say that, you know, what am I doing to invest in the next generation? Mm. What am I doing so that, you know, when, when I'm, when I'm, when I'm 90, that people are still going to be living on, uh, you know, with, with, with hope, with purpose and because I added value into their lives. And I think it's just, it's just coming back to that. Like I've got to be formed. There's different seasons that are going to form me. There's different things that I'm going to, that I'm, I'm going to do, but I'm committed to growth. And I think that's the key thing, key characteristic in every area of our life as Christians. It's just, I'm committed to growing to becoming more like Jesus, to moving forward in my life. And I'm going to make sure that that's the priority, even on the tough days, even on the days when people say things or I feel hurt or my emotions get the better of me. I'm committed to moving forward and God will make you uh, and form you rather into, because he's made you, but he'll form you into his his finished work, his finished product. And I, I think that's the beauty of the gospel is that we get everything when we get saved we get everything but then there's this journey of growth that god takes us on to become more like jesus and uh, that's the beauty of it we're saved and we're 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 on a journey of 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 becoming more like him you know yeah amazing bro and i have two more questions one is an important one let's go one is an important one dan me and sarah went over (laughs) to south africa and we got to visit you over in cape town and when i was in a shop i saw a cadbury's bar right and i bought it and then I put it in my mouth and it wasn't a Cadbury's bar. It tasted nothing like Cadbury's. That was an Irish True. milk. Tell me one thing you miss, one food you miss that you can't get in Africa right now. Oh, stop. Well, um, it's funny because I, 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 I have different cravings at different times. But I, I would say what I, what I really miss the most is... Brennan's bread. Oh yeah, that's Brennan's brown bread with a cup of Irish tea, and uh, I think I think I miss that, and I think I also miss. What else do I miss? It's a great question. I think I. It's probably I the best question, isn't it? The ability. <laughs> it's a great question. I miss Tato crisps. Oh yeah. Uh, they don't they don't have them here, and um, what else do I miss? I miss a chicken fillet roll from Spar. There's the odd day. I'd love to get a chicken filler roll. You can't get them here. Taco matter. sauce? No taco so, sauce? Yeah, look, there's no taco sauce. I wasn't a big taco sauce fan, but um, I definitely <laughs> I definitely did love a chicken fillet roll. And uh, the middle aisle of Aldi. I miss Aldi. Oh, That's yeah. been a big one for All me. those random knickknacks you know, that they're the selling. Yeah, the deals, bro. Yeah, yeah. The deals. Well, listen, Dan, uh, I always do this at the end of an episode and it's yes. an important thing it's a great opportunity for all of us myself and all of our listeners um, but before I, I ask you the last question I just want to honour you Dan because without you Dan a lot of us wouldn't be where we are today and you're an amazing man and the sacrifices that you've made to grow yourself is a great example to a lot of us and if you don't know Dan I really encourage you to even just follow him on social media to see what a life of pursuing growth under Jesus looks like so Dan I want to thank you for hopping on with me but my last question is very open-ended what would you say to a young person right now in this season of life um first year fourth year fifth year maybe just about to head into college in the new year uh, what would you say to young people uh today in a time of trial maybe it's not even a time of trial just a general day in their life what would be your encouragement to them yeah look great question and um i think i uh just on 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 committing to growth i think um, 
it's such a big it's such a big question the one the one thing i would say is is that just just develop a, a heart to learn and to grow mm. and i think every situation and every circumstance presents that opportunity to either shrink back and shy away from what god has for you or to step forward and deal with the challenge and see it as a an opportunity like when when Debs and I first got married, there was a few challenging things that we had to deal with and work through. And, and you know, because we faced them and because we were committed to not letting our hearts become hardened and, and bitter uh, towards different people around us or to, towards different circumstances or to different things we felt that were, you know, against us, whatever they may be. I feel like now our hearts are more open. Our hearts are, are not closed to what God wants to do. And I think... Um, oftentimes we can start off with such passion and desire and like this is what God has called me to and we kind of get fixed but God wants to learn and teach you and grow you through so many different circumstances uh, and he has more for you and just to be committed to that say God what, what new thing do you want me to do today committed to growth committed to humility committed to courage action uh, committed to confidence and committed to being honest with yourself about where you can grow and where where God has for you, what God has for you. I think that's that's the greatest thing I would say um in this time, bro, you know. Yeah. And I'd also say, yeah, just just there's nowhere like the church to to develop you and to bring out the God gift in your life and the God talent and uh to form you and uh play the long game, you know, don't expect things to to just happen straight away, but say, God, I'm committed to this for the long haul, for the rest of my life. Don't mm-hmm. play the short game and say, oh, well, in the next six weeks, if this doesn't happen, hey, a life of, of, of in Jesus, um, you're planted and you're, you're, you're a seed, you're, you're in small form and, and you're buried. It's sometimes feeling planted feels like being buried and, and it can be hard. It's cold down there. It's dark. It's wet. You, you're not seen. It's, it's hard. There's challenges, but uh, God wants to, to, to grow your life to become something so much greater than on your own you could ever be. And I think that's the greatest encouragement I would have to every single person listening, you legends. So good, Dan. That's so good. Definitely playing the long game. You know, the decisions you make today, guys, are going to be the fruits that you take tomorrow and into the future. And uh, I want to thank you, Dan Malone, for hopping onto the podcast with us today. It's been great to have you, man, from all the way over in South Africa. And guys, I want to remind you, if you want to reach out to us, please do so. It's all below us. Whether you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, you can reach out to us. St. Mark's City Youth, we'd love to hear from you. We very simply believe two things. We believe that there is good news for everyone everywhere. And number two, we believe that life is so much better with Jesus than it ever could be or would be without him. So until next week, take care of yourself, take care of each other and have a great week. God bless.